Welcome back, everybody, to the Toro Cigar Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Mike Glover. Stay tuned today. You are not going to want to miss this show. Today, we're talking about why I smoke cigars. I guess it should be why we smoke cigars. It's all about you. But it's all about me today. (laughs) Stay tuned. In a world desperate to separate us by our differences, there's still a place where you can go where all are welcome. The Cigar Lounge. Welcome to the Toro Cigar Lounge Podcast. And we're back. Again, I'm your host, Mike Glover, a.k.a. 757CigarMike on Instagram. And today we're talking about why I smoke cigars. This is probably going to lead us down a whole lot of crazy conversation. Stay tuned. Watch the whole episode. You're not going to want to miss this one. Let's start off with introductions. We'll go to my right. Okay, I'm Ken. You can follow me at Ken Blue Smoke on Instagram. I am smoking the uh, GTO Oaks Series Atlanta. This is, uh, I think, uh, something new that they've got coming out. We don't actually offer it in the store yet, but um, just teasing you with it, I, I suppose. And I want to say thank you to our guests, Lee and Robin. We've we've uh, we've, we've taken up a great deal of their time. I'm being held against my will. Please uh, <laughs> send help. And to my immediate left. Lee Marsh, Stolen Throne Cigars, at Stolen Throne Cigars on Instagram. I'm smoking uh, the Big Sky, Bighorn. Nice. Good stick. For my cousin, Brandon Marsh, at uh, Big Sky. (laughs) (laughs) And my far left. I'm Robin Feathers, and I do a lot of crazy stuff. I smoke cigars, and I don't have an Instagram. I just have Facebook. But you do play a lot of bass. I do. I play guitar and bass, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did we show him the, you slap the guitars the bass? yet? I I'm the sure he has seen this, the cigar box guitars that will eventually be given away by Toro Cigars to a lucky uh, uh, customer of ours who has done the minimum of buying a uh, variety pack or a five pack or a box of cigars. They're going to get a freaking uh, cigar box guitar for it. So now, Lee, you have an official reason why you need to build at least one box so we can make a cigar box guitar three string electric guitar out of it and I give have it a away and ken has actually asked me about building him an amp in one which yeah. uh, i will attempt to do for you absolutely so can, i got a box give you got away a, box? a combo i got a box you give us a box we'll make a, a, a guitar out of it man and give it away all right we love that but back on the subject why i smoke cigars okay uh anybody want to open it up anybody yeah so i mean personally to me this is about community for me for me personally i like smoking cigars because it's sort of a a connection to the past you know it's a very old pastime it's something that was uh uh, popularized in virginia i live in virginia it's a connection to history but when i smoke cigars i smoke with other brothers and i don't get a lot of opportunities to connect so this is a reason to have deep useful conversations with friends make friends that sort of thing actually i heard that uh, when they first started smoking cigars the native americans called them tobaccos and they actually used to smoke them by putting them in their nose (laughs) i've heard that myself it's not a bad way to go i don't want to suck (laughs) this into my lungs but i do love a good cigar i'm gonna pass on uh, experimenting with that (laughs) sissies (laughs) but i think lee volunteered to do it on on camera here i'll do it i don't care (laughs) robin why do you smoke cigars ah well 
when I retired from the military, I had a lot of problem with headaches. Uh, because I was in the military, I got my head banged around a lot, and I had some. I have some really bad spine issues, and uh, quick and quick and dirty response or uh, reason why I smoke cigars is because back in the day when I first started, um, the uh, nicotine in cigars was actually a. a um, it had a vasovascular effect where it actually opened up my my uh, blood vessels hmm. and helped to relieve the the pain from the headaches. Uh, so I'd, when I'd start getting cranky, my wife would throw me out of the house and tell me to go have a cigar. Medicinal. Medicinal, yes. Medicinal purposes. Yep. There you go. And I've just continued. The headache issues are largely gone now, um, and I just smoke them because, because they're there. And that, that grew into a whole community that yeah. you've started at your own house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lee, how about you? It's to protect other people. <laughs> no, I, you know, for me, it's, it's, an, it is an escape, you know, it, it kind of forces me to be in the moment and yep. kind of, uh, slow down for a second. And it's, it's really become like my third arm. It's a, it's a, it's really a lifestyle. Like I've never really called this a hobby. It's not a hobby. It's, yeah. it's a lifestyle. You it know? is a lifestyle. Do you, do you have that thing where your brain is working constantly and you're always nonstop? Yeah. My, my brain is working constantly. And for me, when I have a cigar, it's a reason to slow down. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm that, you that crazy prototypical CEO where I get about four hours of sleep at night yeah. and I'm working nonstop. So the cigar is kind of, the protection for the outside world you know but i'm the same way you know when we i (laughs) i never forget this we were on our way back from disney world i drove with my kids i'm sorry "Eh, that's all right i actually really enjoy it that's surprisingly (laughs) no one ever would believe that but i'm driving back i hadn't smoked a cigar in like five days and i'm like a 10 cigar a day average (laughs) so my wife we get about an hour out from the house she goes you know what just drop me and the kids off and you go to the office. You need a cigar. <laughs> but really, I mean, it's all the things you said. I mean, it's the community. It's the camaraderie. It's it's the relaxation. It's just being in the moment. It's like it's just a tool for an easier way of life. You know, we, we've built so much. Like all the people that I talk to on a daily basis is because of cigars. Yeah. All, everyone that works with stolen throne cigars is because of cigars. We met through cigars. Yep. Um, so it's just become like an anchor to pretty much everything I do. Yeah. One of the funny things that happens with me is I, I, I mentioned, I do a lot of guitar work. I have a, I'm starting a small company building guitars and I'm always getting the word guitar and the word cigar mixed up. Oh yeah. So I'm talking about building a custom cigar or I'm smoking a guitar. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens all the time. I do that with this cigar box guitar. Yeah. Motion. I can't get that freaking <laughs> yeah. thing out of my mouth. <clears throat> I sound like I've already had three drinks and I've only had two. Come on. Yeah, so for me, it's kind of the same thing as, as you, Lee. It's, I, I was working in corporate America. I was doing 60, 70, in some terrible. cases, 80 hours a week. Uh, and I was also an esports coach for the college I worked for. So sometimes my weeks would go 90 yeah. or 100 hours, you know. Um, and I just wasn't taking time for myself. It was, you know, go to work, work a stressful corporate job, come home. Maybe working some esports and then dealing with family. I mean, I love my family. I love my wife to death. Um, she knows that, and and they all know that. But it, there was no time for me. Esports equals playing video games, by the way. Just it it <laughs> does. 
but at a very high and competitive level. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, taking that hour, I found taking that hour for myself, having a cigar, decompressing from the day, man, that saved a lot, took a lot of stress off of my life. And that's when I really fell in love with cigars. That's when it, that really happened. And then the added benefit of finding out, wait, there's a cigar lounge I can go to and meet other like-minded individuals who enjoy the same thing I do and, and be part of a community. Wow. Forget about it. I'm done. I'm hooked. Absolutely hooked. In my Friday evening smoke group, uh, the Brain Trust, we've talked about those guys before. Uh, for us, for all of us, everybody has expressed the fact that they look forward to that Friday evening. Just kind of let our hair down. Got a lot of it to let down here. Um, but <laughs> I take offense to that. So is my <laughs> yeah, I really take offense to that. Right? I feel attacked right now. Well, you've got the beard, Not though. making any friends well, over there. Yeah. If it can't uh, but, grow here, grow here. Yeah, That's right. but uh, for us, it's 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 our Friday evening. We get together, and if we don't get together a Friday evening, we really miss it. We miss the guys. We miss the cigars. We just missed a chance to just chill. Now, do you smoke cigars every day, Robin? I don't smoke cigars every day now. Um, I can't smoke in my house, and the only time I can smoke is out, outside. I've got a tent set up on my back porch, which is really nice. I've got a heater in there and everything, so I can't smoke out there in the evenings. But I think uh, you choose not to smoke in your house. You can't. No, my wife would. My wife house. would throw me in. My but you want to remain in there. I think married. it's still a choice, though. <laughs> yeah. right, you made a choice there. <clears throat> That's right. I have to be a honest. good choice. Everybody's yeah. got a choice. Yeah. I have a lounge in my house, so I. Robin's got a nub over there. You got enough uh, cigar to uh, handle this I, show? I got you another got an one extra. I'm getting ready okay, to light cool. up here. He's got but this, I, I love this cigar. This is a Maduce by Hooten & Young. This is a fantastic cigar. I love these things. Not putting that down until it's completely done. Yeah, I smoke it down to where it burns my fingers. Yeah, I got it. Uh, one of my buddies, Chris, I've, I've talked about him before. Uh, he actually used to, he would, when he got down to where he was burning his fingers, he'd take the button, stick it into his pipe, and finish it all the way in his I've pipe. I've seen that. I've yeah. seen that at a cigar store. Yeah. I saw a fellow. He had a nub when I walked in, and 30 minutes later, he had that thing on a, a little uh, a toothpick pick or whatever, yeah. a, a toothpick or something, and he was still smoking it, and yeah. he was getting everything out of that freaking cigar. Yeah. There you go. So if you're uh, new to the show or if you're wondering – why would I watch a podcast about why I smoke cigars? Because you don't smoke cigars. First of all, I want to say no one here is going to try to encourage you to smoke cigars. If you want to, by all means, that's please help you're, yourself. You know, try you're, it. You're preaching to the choir, man. We're 15 minutes into this. I, I, know. Yeah. People have I, missed, I missed the opening, but maybe there's one or two of them hanging around. But at, at the end of the day, I would encourage you if you're still hanging around, to continue to hang around because you might learn something about the community um, or why people smoke cigars that will uh, give you some knowledge and some information so the next time you're out and you see someone smoking a cigar, you're not just making a face and turning around and walking away. At least you understand where they're coming from. And if you're waiting for the needlepoint tutorial, it starts in about 45 minutes. You should say you should say what inspired this. There's a particular person who did a, a fantastic job, and and we were inspired by him to make this particular broadcast. Who was that? Dwayne, right? There's a fellow named Dwayne. <laughs> I'm just giving him shit. <laughs> I know who it was. 
He's got an awesome YouTube channel. He, he said why he smokes cigars, and it just spoke to us, and we thought, yeah, you know what? This this is a great thing for pe people to know. Why do you smoke cigars? It's a it's an old world type of thing, you know. It's not it's not the younger generation. But if you if you're a younger person and you want to join the more mature generation, if you want to join people in a luxury product, if you want to smoke the same thing, say Michael Jordan did, or, or, or some of your your favorite. Um, sports stars and whatnot you can you can participate in that by smoking cigars and we don't put them up our nose anymore and we don't put them up our nose man anymore. you guys are saying a lot of shit i'm, I'm really confused <laughs> we're kind of all I'm over not the, place the right younger now. generation and then you're talking about maturity i don't you're, fit neither of those no, yes i do. have yet to reach maturity so <laughs> i'm older not mature yeah you're closer to 50 than 20 stop saying that <laughs> I know what you're doing. I'm just surprised <laughs> that it's working. <laughs> so, um, yeah, drink, Dwayne, Dwayne, Drain. Have you been drinking? D-Wayne? No. D-Wayne over go. at Dry Creek Wrangler School, his YouTube channel. If if you've been on YouTube and you watch YouTube videos for any length of time, I'm sure you've come across him. He's got hundreds and thousands and millions of views um, all about his Wrangler School, teaching people how to be cowboys. He sat down one day in a chair with a cigar and talked about why he smoked cigars. And Ken and I fell in love with him and his content. And we just... You fell in love with him. I just like to watch eh, him on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> I, I do. I think he, he's a great guy. And I think he's authentic and genuine. And I think that's what the majority of cigar smokers are out there. There are some posers here and there. Don't get me wrong. But they're the <laughs> one the percenters, like make fun right? Of. Yeah. They're the one percenters. The, most, the majority of people you're going to meet in the cigar world, in the cigar community, are going to be genuine and authentic with you. So that's one of the reasons why I fell in love with cigars. I mean, the, the the biggest part, I think, to a large degree, is the community. There, you you can build a community at your own home, but you can also go find a community at a lounge. And um, one of the easiest things to do in the world is to walk into a lounge and ask somebody that you don't know, "Hey, what are you smoking? What yep. do you think about that?" And that's you be you've begun a conversation with a person you don't know, and that can change your life. Something I've touched on in the past is that cigars are the great equalizer. You can go into a lounge and you can have somebody in there who's making millions of dollars on Wall Street and you're, he's standing right next to the guy that picks up your trash and he's smoking a cigar too and they're talking as equals. That's true and it's universal around the world. Yeah, yeah. Like I've been in James J. Fox in London with lawyers. I've been in Bahrain. We were talking about off camera. And Bahrain uh, is not a real place. It is. <laughs> That's the second time he said yeah. that. <laughs> I will also be getting Ken a map for Christmas. <laughs> a world atlas? Yes. It is a real But it is no matter place. where you go, like the like it's like you're stepping into like a, a safe area when yep. you step into a cigar lounge. There's always someone to talk to. And uh it is cool. It's uh it's romantic almost. One of, one of the I'm glad you said that word romantic because one of the things that really appeals to me is what goes into crafting one of these beauties. Yeah. And Lee probably knows this better than anybody up here. Oh, yeah. Um, being a manufacturer um, is, you know, and I think the number is somewhere, and Lee, feel free, correct me if I'm wrong, but somewhere the number is around 200 pairs of hands plus uh, are involved with planting, cultivating, and Drying, curing, rolling. cutting, rolling, packaging, 
and in delivering to your cigar shop before you ever buy it, 200 pairs of hands have had a, some level of uh, effect in manufacturing this one cigar. And that's just amazing to me because you're not going to find that in any other product anywhere in the world. That's right. That's right. You're just not. So it's, it's, it's an, it's an art. It's an art form to roll uh, premium tobacco in a way that becomes an enjoyable activity to smoke. And what else can you put your mouth on something has, that has 200 hands on it? I mean, when it, there's that. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. I want everyone to give me credit for behaving there. I am not, I'm not going to answer that question. Ken threw it out there. You guys can answer it in the comments if you like, by all means. This is some dead space. We need a new topic. <laughs> so from a, from a manufacturing perspective, Lee, um, because you're intimately involved in that side of it, what does the end result how do the people that are, are manufacturing this how do they benefit from us smoking a cigar here today i mean you're keeping people's livelihoods going and, and good livelihoods good livelihoods i mean relatively speaking for the other jobs that they could have in nicaragua honduras the dominican mm -hmm. you know um it's meaningful you know it's uh the more cigars you buy the more people can feed their families literally you know and uh it is it's it's a it's a it's breathtaking you know i've been going to nicaragua for probably close to 10 years now um and i'm still taken aback every time i go every time i go to our farms or the bodegas or the pilones like or just watching the factory work you know just to see the amount of effort and care that goes into each cigar you know um it's uh it's truly an experience i mean i definitely i've always recommended that if anyone ever gets a chance to go to a factory or go to nicaragua and tour around and see what it's really like and what they're doing to make sure that you get your cigars it's uh it'll change your perspective for for sure well let me let me just say this I, when we just started before we started our business I started rolling cigars, and I thought this can't be that hard because they just take <laughs> the, the general population out there and they roll these cigars. I swear, I've rolled a couple hundred cigars, and I suck at this so much. I've watched YouTube videos. I've done everything. I was like, it can't take ten months to learn this task. It freaking does. I it had a chance. Absolutely does. I had a chance a while back to go down and visit the Camacho factory, and watching those people down there these guys are some ultimate professionals in what they do i mean they're not only rolling cigars to perfection as close as you can get it to perfect they're doing it quickly oh yeah because they get paid by the cigar that they roll that's right they're paid and by you, quantity you yeah. go down there and you see these people in action and it is tr truly amazing what they're doing the, the amount of pride that they do another another thing about it is uh, you companies that, that go down to these third world countries and they start up a cigar factory down there. I almost got my words mixed up again, the guitar cigar thing. Um, these guys are, they go and they set up a, a factory in one of these small towns where the average income is what we would consider poverty level. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're giving these people medical, benef medical benefits. Um, they have actually savings plans. Uh, they've got a good job that's taking care of their families, and and these people are really really happy with what they do, and it's just it's absolutely impressive. And with that, it, it to me, I really don't feel bad spending ten bucks for a cigar, knowing that that's what's happening with these people down there, that they're being being given a good livelihood. 
Yeah, it's tremendous, I think, what the cigar industry has done for that economy. Yeah. Uh, at least certain aspects of that economy. Obviously, no one industry is going to affect an entire country. But for the people that are involved with uh, cigar manufacturers down there, um, their standard of living has been raised yeah. significantly. It, you made a comment on the last show about um, a cigar, someone working in a factory could make as much or more than a doctor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, tobacco there. is definitely the highest paid job relative in Nicaragua, and, and especially in tobacco, you know, right now, the the unemployment rate for tobacco is zero or less, or less than zero. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, someone literally could leave the Rojas factory and have another job in seconds. That's just amazing. The demand is so high, and, you know. But, this, but the skill set required is... Correct. Also very high. Correct. Right? As as I can attest to Ken's rolling ability, I've smoked a couple of his cigars. <laughs> I tried to I tried to give some away and I thought they were okay. And they, they were okay because I smoked them all. <laughs> but there was some hesitation there, like, oh, you rolled this. Um uh, yeah, I guess I'll take that since I, you're giving it. I, to I me. tried to roll one cigar when I was at the factory and it came out looking like ass and it actually didn't survive the airplane flight home. <laughs> I think it's something I would love to try one day, um, but it's definitely going to be kept very quiet, private. No, it's not. We can make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> we got all the stuff here. We can how, do many, a, how many a, viewers a do you have for this Mike podcast and show it to all those people? Uh, yeah, well, well, we'll see about that. Well, it's actually an art form, I think, because you see it at like weddings and some, some places offer this sort of thing where you can see a skilled worker make a real cigar that people actually smoke they're probably not going to smoke the one that comes off of their hands because there's a certain aging process a certain yeah. drying process mm -hmm. that goes along with that so they do it in front of you and then they hand you one that's ready to smoke and everyone's happy and it's it's an awesome thing to see the the amount of skill that goes into making something that we all enjoy agreed and that's another thing about cigars too is that uh you hear a lot of people talking about, well, I want a fresh cigar. Ah, no, you want one that's been aged a little bit because <laughs> it's like if you're making I, – I, I cook as well. I, I make my homemade spaghetti is just like something to live for. Um, and I don't just take a big pot and throw a bunch of stuff in there and heat it up and then have it right away. You you want to let it simmer for a little while and you know have all those flavors meld together. Well, you got a couple of different types of tobacco that's in this one cigar here, and you want them to acclimate to each other. And – You'll find that what happens if you let it age is it becomes better than it was if you just smoked it right out of you know right after it's been rolled. So, so the rule of thumb is smoke it right away or sit on it when you get a fresh rolled cigar. Okay, mm -hmm. smoke it right away or sit on it. Yeah. So freshly freshly rolled, good smoke. Yeah. I mean, to Robin's point, it's going to taste different over time. Yeah. Right. But you're going to pick up flavors and stuff, and it'll marry. And, and to be honest with you, it might be better as a fresh roll than it is as a finished product. So you're a blender. Correct. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, Correct. Lee, what, what is it with what you've got at Stolen Thrones? What's a, just a general rule in terms of aging? So for us, we kind of follow the traditional model of we work with only fully processed and aged tobacco. Right? So in those scenarios, this whole concept of aging a cigar isn't real right the tobacco is already aged before we even put it into production hmm. so you are just allowing for that acclimation period okay. as robin was speaking to like it's so at that point it's a 45 to 60 days yeah. 
right? So it's not necessarily meant to age. It's meant for the tobacco to acclimate and kind of come to a balance of humidity so that it's ready to smoke. Okay. Now, so, there's another thing that happens with cigars that uh, we used to get people commenting on this all the time in the store. Um, they'd find a cigar that has these little white specks all over it, and they think, oh, the cigar's starting to mold. No. Plume. Uh, what that is is uh, it's called plume, and it's actually the sugars from the tobacco coming up and sitting on the surface. And what that's an indication of is this cigar is ready to be smoked right now. Hmm. Um, so if, if you can just wipe it off with your thumb or you know, if it comes off very quickly, it's more than likely plume. If it's brown or green or anything like that, then it's mold. So Lee was telling me something that I did, actually didn't know. He was um, he had a different idea of what the best uh, humidity to store your cigars at. It might not be specifically what you've heard. What what is your opinion, Lee, on exactly the the best? To, For uh, me, you know, Nicaraguan tobacco is usually around that 65, 65 to sixty nine. Um, we were what we were talking about specifically is you you know we're in the rainy season, and when you have that high humidity high heat the 70 70 that a lot of people throw around is like you're encouraging the hatching of beetles in yep. your cigars yep. which uh is fucking terrible <laughs> horrible yeah so be mindful you know keep it cool and uh keep the humidity 60 65 69 is is uh where you should be and it should be cool and if you're worried you know as it gets warmer or damper like always make sure your humidor is in a cool space and a client you know no direct sunlight you know something i've always encouraged people to do at the cigar shop when they come in to buy a humidor is you tell them best place to put your cigar uh, humidor um, especially if you have a glass top humidor put it someplace where it does not have direct sunlight because it's just like if you're on a cold day and you're standing behind the window and the sun's coming in it feels warm on the inside of the window that's going to do the same thing to cigars greenhouse them, effect out, yeah. yeah keep them out of the direct sunlight put them on a shelf like i've got mine on a shelf down below and it's got a um, my mom made this little knit thing that has my name on it uh it's covering the, the the glass window on there keep them in a cool dry place and out of direct sunlight away from also uh, ac vents or anything like that because that can have an effect on it too yeah absolutely so let's get into uh our first cigar does everybody remember your first cigar your very first cigar mm. i don't i'm not going to include the crap cigars i smoked the dime store cigars so i'll start with my first real hand rolled cigar there you go the arturo fuente 85a cameroon um I remember it well. Fantastic cigar. Uh, that one, and I paired that with the Oliva G Cameroon, which I love Cameroon tobacco. It's got that slightly sweet note to it. Um, but yeah, those are those were my first two. So I was I was in a uh, a group getaway for a bunch of um, couples, and I thought, hey, the guys could break off from the ladies and all smoke. So we were at a bar. Well, we were at a restaurant, but I went to the bar where they sold cigars. And I, I bought a bunch of cigars for the guys who were there. And um, my jaw hit the the bar because it was like, 20 bucks a cigar? This is a, an outrageous price. <laughs> 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 so a bunch of guys who didn't really smoke cigars that much went out into the back patio. And we, we didn't enjoy it as much as I would have liked. But then the first cigar I sort of mentally, uh, genuinely enjoyed, I think, was an Oliva O series. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it... It was just like, okay, there's something here that as a noob, I couldn't appreciate, but then then I could. I think my very first cigar, first cigar I ever really smoked 
was it was back well it's a long time ago. It was probably in the 90s i had just gotten promoted in the navy to e5 my father-in-law at the time said we need to celebrate he bought a couple of cigars and a bottle of crown roll we were sitting out on his back porch barbecuing chicken and we had a glass of clown roll getting hammered getting hammered glass of uh crown roll and uh monte cristo i don't even remember what it was but it was a great afternoon just yeah. enjoying the sun having a drink celebrating uh a monumental achievement in a career and fellowship just on the back porch that's right i do remember one experience that i had on my first deployment back in 96 uh where <clears throat> It was I was the only person in my in my department that was there, but everybody else was in a different department. And I knew the uh, the boss of the department fairly well. And he invited me to come along with him. And we all sat out on the beach in St. Martin. Uh, oh. Just it, he got some nice Cuban cigars and there was some nice scotch down there. And that was just a real pleasant experience. Unfortunately, I do not remember what cigar that was at all. <laughs> what year was that? 96. 96. Were you even born yet? I was born. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I was uh, eight years old. Closer to fifty eight than twenty-five. I was right. I was eight years old. All right. Yeah. All right, Lee. What's your first cigar? So I've been smoking cigars for about twenty years. Uh, my the first c real cigar experience I had was I was about uh, ear muffed. Everybody, I was fifteen. Uh, <laughs> my uncle was in the Marine Corps, and uh, he was bringing fresh rolls back from Guantanamo. And, uh, yeah, we had that, uh, it was just a farm roll. We just kind of sat around, shot the shit, and then forever after that. Had a know? cigar, yeah. Well, anybody have an aha moment with any one particular cigar? I do. Yep. Do I All right, let's get into it. I remember the cigar that really, like, incurred, like, kind of lit that fire, unbeknownst to me, to what would later become Stolen Throne Cigars. It was the original Camachos. Uh, before Davidoff had bought the brand, the Aurora yep. family, it was a Camacho Corojo. And I had been smoking cigars for a while, a couple years. And then I had that first cigar, that, that first original Corojo. And I'm like, wow, this is different. Like, this is like, you're, you're starting to pick up flavors and you're doing like, it's just a different experience. And, and from that point on, I was searching for the smaller brands and, oh, Camacho was a big brand, but you get my point I so on, on the subject of camachos um i tried one of the um oh i'm gonna draw a blank on it all of a sudden now the uh ecuador from camacho the original before they before they were bought out by davidoff and to me that one tasted it, it tasted like hay it was just not a good smoke and we started getting the uh the box press in which was when they went to the newer blend and to me that just dialed it right in well, I had an opportunity to talk to uh, the president of Camacho at the time, uh, Manuel Batista, really nice guy. We were sitting at the Camacho factory when I went down there a couple years ago. And I said, so what's the difference between the original Ecuador and this one? And he says, all we did was in the filler, we took, we put less of one leaf in there and more of another one. And I told him that it just totally dialed the, the flavor of it in. It got rid of that kind of hay note to it and just made it really great. And I said, I haven't been able to stop smoking them since. <laughs> he reached around behind him. There was a shelf of a bunch of cigars there, grabbed one and handed it to me. And again, I haven't been able to stop smoking those things. They're just really fantastic. Ken, did you have an aha moment? I did. I actually had two. And I, and, and I feel 
It feels a little dirty because Lee's here right now. <laughs> I've said this a couple times, but I mean, the Crook of the Crown was just an aha moment for me. It was like, damn, what is it about this? I mean, this is what I felt like was, and you were sitting right there with me. We're sitting at Magoo's. I picked this cigar because it had a cool band. I didn't know anything about it. And I was like, this is a cool ass band. And when I started smoking it, I was like, this is what a freaking cigar should be. And so that was awesome. I did not pay him to say that either. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, I mean, it was, it was a moment. But then I also had another moment when I was uh, out across the water on a, a, a lifetime vacation. The, the one that you, you know, you save up a little money for. I had a couple Cubans. I'm sitting there by myself because I'm out there in the world with a bunch of people who don't smoke cigars. So I'm sitting there uh, in, I'm smoking this Cuban and I'm like connected to, I feel like I'm connected to history really, because, you know, I got something in my hand that people have, have, have thought of as a luxury item for so long. And I get to sit there and smoke it for an hour uh, in this awesome place. And it was just this massive experience for me. You know, I always call those like the Hemingway moments. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like I, that always gets me every time I'm in Europe, the same shit. Like, I, like, you know, we were over for Inter to back and I'm just walking through Zurich. Right. And you're just smoking. You get caught up in that nuance of like, man, how many fucking people have walked down this, this path, you know, this right. cobble street. And like, you're just shooting the shit on the, and just having an espresso, smoking a cigar. You're just kind of taking it in, taking it in the old Hemingway moments. I think my aha moment was, uh, I, I got home from work. It was a particularly stressful day. My wife wasn't home. She was with our daughter uh, and grandson. And I just went outside. I sat down. And she had gotten me a Padron 1964 Maduro Torpedo. That's Ooh, a nice one. That's a nice wife. And I pulled it out of my... It was for my birthday. So I pulled it out of my humidor. And I went outside. And I sat down. And I lit that thing up. And it was just a wave of relaxation. Yeah. And flavor and creaminess. And I said, this is what a cigar is supposed to be. My daughter Whose bought me one of those would for pick Christmas out that one cigar year. for the husband? She went to Robin. She went, yeah. to, she, <laughs> she went to Willie's. Really? She went to Willie's. <clears throat> nice. And said, oh, Caleb got in the pockets. <laughs> Caleb definitely got in my pockets. <laughs> I think my wife took my credit card down there to buy my. Ain't that some shit? Ain't that some shit? But yeah, it was that was the aha moment for me, um, and it's just been on since then. Yeah, and, and it's funny like you you look for those little nuances. Like even now, every shipment that comes in, they're vastly bigger than our first, right? But I still do the same shit that I did when we, I, we got our first shipment. I crack that bundle, I take a deep whiff, and pull one out and light it up right away. Yep. You know, and it's like those small little moments like that have such a big impact. Hey guys, oh, my yeah. left leg is getting tired. Can we switch direction here? Yeah, so there you go. I'm <laughs> a team player. I Mike's I not I a team player. That. I'm a team player. <laughs> I have a hip issue. <laughs> Me too. This is terribly painful. But I do it for Robin. It's not about me, Thank Mike. Thank you, Ken. Well, yeah. my left now leg we're is even. a problem, child. Yeah. Now we're balanced out. <clears throat> Ken went with Mike. There you go. And that's why we smoke cigars. So, uh... I think uh, we'll wrap it up, guys. This was a great episode. Yeah, but we got to ask, why do why do our, our followers smoke cigars? Okay, go ahead. So, in the comments, please, 
if if you if you if you engage in the comments in this and we we actually do read these and uh we're going to use them in the future segments tell us why you smoke cigars and um start a fight uh be ugly um, i mean um <laughs> <laughs> be yourselves be yourselves right if <laughs> why do you smoke cigars let us know in the comments <laughs> and uh that'll be good that'll help us out Yep, we do appreciate the comments. All all the comments help us in uh, fight the YouTube algorithm. As you know, we're talking about tobacco on here. YouTube tries to push us down. So every like, comment, and share that you guys provide us help lift us up, lift us up in the algorithm to get this content out to someone else who might enjoy it. So please like, comment, and share. Uh, share your favorite cigar moment. Share your first cigar uh, down below. Um, share your aha moment. We we love to hear it all. Um, and as Ken said, even the bad comments, we, you know, if, if you don't understand what we're doing and you want to leave a comment, by all means, feel free. Everybody you're helping us. Good, you're helping us anyway. Everybody loves a good roast. Indeed. Say what you feel. Indeed. So guys, thanks so much for joining us today. We've got some great episodes recorded today. Uh, we'll definitely have you both back at some point. Thank you. Um, and with that, we're going to wrap it up. So as always, guys, have a great week. Be a man, smoke a cigar. God bless you all. Carry a gun. And <laughs> carry a gun. <laughs> you're, you're not going to let that go, are you? You're just, you, that's what you said. That's what everybody said. All right. Be a man, Take, carry a gun, smoke a cigar, and God bless you. That was right. what they said the and, outro and, should and be. Ending the podcast. Take two. All right, guys. No, man, we, we hope you have a, got the first one. We hope you have a great week. <laughs> be a man, carry a gun, and smoke a cigar. God bless you all. See, now you got to play that all the way out, Ken. No, no. Now you should.